0: Up, Marilyn Dennison Jamar podcast. will get you feeling good from 1045.
1: Very, very interesting study about contamination in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. Think fast, everybody. Text us where you think the dirtiest part of your kitchen is, like the most bacteria-ridden, contaminated part of the kitchen. Text it to 104536. Let me tell you about this study. Okay, so uh, scientists took a experimental pathogen called MS2. Mm-hmm. And they injected it into, like, turkey burgers and burger meat for this experiment. It wasn't going to hurt anybody. But then they said, okay, go prepare this stuff in the kitchen like you normally would. And then we're going to test all the items in the kitchen and see where the pathogen shows up the most. So the people make the burgers. And, you know, you, you know, you got to pad burgers. you got to make them kind of nice and perfect. circular, perfect, right? And most people, when they turn on the water, they'll use their elbow because mm. they don't want to touch the faucet surfaces, right? right? And they'll uh, maybe have plates out already. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, you gotta season up your burgers. Then you know, maybe you wash your hands, and then you start putting the burgers in the pan, flip the pan, spatula, yep. pan handle
2: goes on this uh, counter,
1: spatula, all these, these the things. Counter. Yeah, yeah. And after this, the scientists were very, very surprised to see that. Okay, we're getting the answers now. Some people said sink. You're wrong. Someone said your countertop. You're wrong. Someone said the dish rag, not the dirtiest. How about that? I w- I would have thought dish rag for sure. You know what I thought? Cutting board. Cutting board is a good one. Close. Not the dirtiest. I bet you. I bet you it's a close second. What's the? What- Someone said fridge door handle.
2: Yeah, that too.
1: The answer is the spice jars. Yes. The spices, because think about it. You're handling all this raw meat. Mm-hmm. Then you go and grab the spices. You start throwing the breadcrumbs in there, seasoned salt, a little paprika, maybe yeah. a little garlic powder, garlic salt, or whatever yeah. it is. And you never clean them.
2: And then you go. And then you go. Oh, I forgot to add something else. So you, after you've done the turkey burger, you go back and I'm, I got to add a little uh, like something. Whatever it. it is. Whatever it is. So then, so so all that stuff goes on those little teeny tiny jars, whatever configuration they come in and that goes on the lid yep that goes in, in, in inside and inside all, the little,
1: in all the, lid. the little crevices yeah yeah and no one ever Ew. washes their, no one ever washes their hands yeah. after they're seasoning meat yeah they touch the spices then they put them back in there they never get clean
2: on the same note with that is the and I think about this all the time is that I've got a, a thing of a sea salt and it's open, and I make sure I really wash my hands because I go into the sea salt with my yes, fingers.
1: With your fingers. Same idea. Yeah, and you do
0: Same
2: a little idea.
1: dash, right?
2: Little, but yeah, way up high, way up yeah. high.
1: Yeah. Maryland anyway. Salt Bay action. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know. So that's what it is. So, so that's so number one. If, wow. Yeah, number one. So this uh, experimental pathogen, the MS2, they said it, it came up in the highest concentrations on the seasoning jars and containers.
2: Yeah, so wash your hands. Wipe down your spice containers. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to tell you, but make sure everything is out and open and then do it all at the same time. Everything should be lined up. Yes. Put it in and then put them away and then put your hands in the raw
1: meat. There it is. Ah. There it is. At least we know you're seasoning your there meat, though. Is, yeah. yeah. Not like some unseasoned meat. Like, ah, let me just eat it while it's alive. At least like, we like, know season you're
2: seasoning your meat.
1: Right? The takeaway that's from my, Jamal. That that's, <laughs> that's, that's, makes me feel better about you
0: guys. And there you have it. (laughs) (laughs) I love Uh, it. Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Shum 1045. How's
1: the uh, New Year's resolution going?
2: Don't have one.
0: Okay.
1: I said
2: positivity, mindfulness, but that's just kind of an everyday thing. But you know what? When you go New Year, New Me, that puts a lot of pressure on you. Yeah. And sometimes you don't succeed, but there's a way to get around it.
1: Yeah, the thing about it is a year is a long time. Yes. And, you know, when you're front-loading the year with these big goals like day one, two, three, likelihood of it lasting past March is, is pretty low. This is the way you can make that a little more likely. Instead of doing New Year's resolutions, you do monthly themes. So every month you come up with a different theme to kind of improve upon yourself. So, for example, you said mindfulness. Mindfulness could be mindful march. Uh, you know, if this is January, you want to do a just positivity January. Yeah. Um, February, you know, you could say, I don't know, just think of whatever it would be for you. But um, if you stick to big, ambitious New Year's resolutions, um, that could be hard. Smaller monthly goals, easier to achieve.
2: Take away the pressure, allow for flexibility, keep your goals exciting. And you know, your goal in January might be very different from the one in July. Because, you know, maybe the seasonal thing, or, you know, that's, or you're, you're, let's say if you decide to work out on a more regular basis, if that's what everyone seems to want to do, it, it you change it up a little bit. So say like this, this, you know, May, I'm going to, Start walking a lot more, you know, that sort of thing. Yep. But I think it's really ambitious when you take on a whole year because you know they drop off after a while. Sure. Yes, and this is one of those days that, that it drops off.
0: Turn up. Marilyn, Dennison Jamar. Podcast. They'll get you feeling good. From 104.5.
1: If you're on your way to work right now, uh, we're going to describe a couple of your uh, fellow employees and just think about who this person is as we name you the type of employees. These are new terms uh, in the new... Uh, Era of workplace disgruntled people. We talked about quiet quitting. Yes. Months ago, right? Which is
2: really about working still. Yeah. But you're not doing it at your full potential.
1: You're doing the bare minimum. Bare minimum. Probably hoping they at some point package you out and say, "All right, listen, we're just gonna, you know, yeah. call it a day. Here's your package." And like, yes, yeah, finally, I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah, that's quiet quitting. Quiet firing. That's another one where uh, the boss is actively, you know, they're paper trailing you. They're kind of, you know, bugging you. They're quietly firing you. They're hoping that you leave on your own. Yes. But they're doing everything to make your life a living hell on the job.
2: Sending you courses for, you know.
1: (laughs) Yes. Sending you courses that That you have to take. Uh, HR? Uh, yeah, I've heard of that somewhere. I've definitely heard of that somewhere. Yes, yes. Okay, here's the other person you work with. You could let us know if uh, you recognize this. Resenteeism. 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 Like resentful, right? hmm This is a person that's staying on a job that they are actually really unhappy with. They don't like the job. They uh, make the workplace toxic. Yes. They make everyone around them uncomfortable. Right. But they're not leaving because they need the job security yeah there are no better options and rather than you know pull up their their pants and go find a another gig they just let everyone around the place know that they resent the gig
2: they do like out loud they're saying it out loud and the funny
1: thing is yeah
2: some workplaces don't really have any way of taking care of that they can say hey sounds like you're not happy maybe you should look under them you know other opportunities in the world That's, that we live in, yeah. and they they won't do it. That
1: they sounds do. very diplomatic. Yeah, yeah. But is there an HR issue to that? I mean, could you? Is there an? Could you actually tell someone, hey, maybe you should leave? <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Well,
2: you know, you say like you say like I, it sounds like you're really not happy. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm not management. You're not really happy. Maybe there's something else you could do in the in, in the in the world of the way we work in, and try that. But see, the fact is, they almost like being stuck. And letting you know about it.
1: Right. That's a way of them taking a little power. That's and, right. And uh, yeah. using it against. And uh, they're afraid to go. Yeah. Resenteism. And that becomes part of their their ethos on the job. They just resent working there. They do. Um, let us know if you've ever uh, heard of that or if you even work with someone who is uh, actively practicing resentiism. That's the new word. Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Resen- Maybe it is. Look in the mirror. It could be you.
0: Turn up, Mary. Dennis and Jamar podcast. They'll get you feeling good from 1045. If
1: I asked you listening to the show who the most overpaid actors in Hollywood are, what would your response be? You could start sending those. (laughs) Look at your hand. It goes way up in the air. Uh, You could start sending your responses to 104536. Marilyn, with your hand raised high, most overpaid performers in Hollywood.
2: Reese Witherspoon.
1: Yeah, she's on the list. Reese Witherspoon is on the list, and this is a list uh, that was put together by Essence uh, Magazine. Yeah. Essence.com. They, uh, I'll they tell you. Who, about
2: it, Forbes came up with the list, and Essence
1: yeah, just covered ran it. with it. Yeah.
2: and Now, listen, we've been on some lists, you and I. I wouldn't want to be on this list.
1: <laughs> Am I on, I'm, a, I'm on a I'm couple lists. I'm going to keep that to myself. Okay, no,
2: I know, but this is a list you're, as an actor going, oh, please.
1: Yeah, they say uh, yeah. Reese Witherspoon, for every dollar she's paid, only uh, averages $3.90 in return. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not a filmmaker, so I don't know what you should be bringing in, but yeah. I guess that does seem a little bit low. Yeah. Um, but she is third on the list. Um, second on the list is Katherine Heigl.
2: Wow, there's a name from the past. <laughs>
1: Katherine Heigl. For every dollar that Katherine Heigl's paid, yeah. Um, she only earns three dollars and forty cents on each of the movies. Yeah. Uh, Knocked Up, Twenty Seven Dresses, The yeah. Ugly Truth. Um not the biggest money makers for the people or her rather um number one which is surprising but not surprising right eddie murphy eddie murphy they're saying that eddie murphy is the most overpaid actor in hollywood ah i just love eddie murphy so much but i guess i gotta be keeping it real here like uh there are a couple flops right
2: well or- if there's a couple of stinkers after a big one right that's when that that's when it changes the numbers yeah and he is you know like Do- i love dolomite is my name. I love that movie. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, love it. yeah but yeah. He, he got critical acclaim for that, but that wasn't a box office bomb. Sh- like it was a, it was, it was probably a.
1: Bomb. So the thing with Eddie yeah. Murphy is there's yeah. like a lot of nostalgia with Eddie Murphy. Like yeah. I love Coming to America. One of the best films ever. The Golden Child. Probably people don't even remember that movie. I love it. You know what I mean. You love it, Nutty professor. Hercules.
3: Hercules. But this,
1: for me, is where like I started. (laughs) I started departing from anywhere. Where did
2: you depart from him? Where was all all that nutty
1: professor stuff? Me too. I thought that was bad. I
3: can't think of what.
2: Norbit. Remember Norbit?
3: That wasn't good.
2: That was terrible. Right. I love trading places in Beverly Hills. Yeah. those, Those are those are classic. Those are those were so good.
1: But that time is over. Like, oh, yeah. like I, it'd be hard to make a Trading Places or a Beverly Hills oh, Cop wait, 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 movie. Wait.
2: wait a minute. Dream Girls. He was excellent in Dream
1: Girls. Yeah, but he wasn't like the... But well, was yeah,
2: yeah, he was good movie. in it. Yeah, yeah but, he, but it was an ensemble cast. Like, this is about a
1: starring role. S- same thing with Harlem Nights. Yeah, yeah. Big ensemble cast. Yeah. Classic movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, But, you know, you're not going to get a Beverly Hills Cop now no. because like that, that whole style is not even the thing right now. That was That's back right. with, like, a police academy and all those things. Yeah. That's done. Um. So Eddie Murphy. Yeah, they're yeah. saying. Ooh, this is harsh how they worded it too. They said <laughs> Eddie Murphy's career has collapsed.
3: Collapsed.
1: Uh, I know that's a hard. I mean. Way to word that.
3: Well, a- has Eddie it hurt. not?
1: I mean, I don't want to say that. I just still love Eddie Murphy, but I, I mean, I guess by measures in the Hollywood world, maybe it has.
3: And he and, also was, wasn't he just
1: on honored SNL? Yeah, he no. was honored with the Lifetime Achievement Award. Right. Let me let me tell you else. But story. they say his life is over.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> we
1: all love these people. I love Jack Black.
2: He's one of the funniest guys ever. But you know, not not big uh, stinker movies. Sandra Bullock, who really pulled in a lot of money, not anymore. Yeah. Oh. That's why she's taking a break. Nicholas Cage, is another yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Stiller is another one. We love Denzel Washington, but not pulling in the bucks. Oh, and Sarah page. Jessica Parker. <laughs>
0: Marilyn Dennison Jamar podcast. They'll get you feeling good from
1: 1045. Well, you know, I'm a collector of things, so uh, I will call myself out because I naturally have an inclination to want to keep things to see if it will mean something to me in the future. So um, I am guilty of owning things that I can't bring myself to throwing out. Not a whole lot, but there are some things that I've had to hold on to too long. Um, I got like a closet, not closet, I have a drawer full of t-shirts. I probably don't even wear—not not probably.
2: What's on those T-shirts? Let
1: me call myself out. Okay. okay. I don't wear these T-shirts. I don't because they're they're T-shirts that I probably got from like a promo or something. Yeah. And they've got like weird logos and graphics and you know graphic tees essentially that I, they're at this point, looking a bit ratty. I'm not gonna wear them to work. I mean, how many T-shirts do you really need to wear around the house? I could throw them out, but something doesn't feel right about it. So you're not ready. I I uh, I call myself out. Jerry Seinfeld actually has a very, very good take on this whole thing that we're talking about right now. Listen. All things on Earth only exist in different stages of becoming garbage. Your home is a garbage processing center (laughs) where you buy new things, bring them into your house, and slowly crapify them over time. (laughs) Objects start the highest level visible in a living area. From there, it goes down to a closet, cupboard or drawer. (laughs) <laughs> That's why we have those, so we don't have to see all of the huge mistakes we have made. <laughs> From the closet it goes to the garage, one of the longest phases in trashification. <laughs> no object has ever made it out of the garage and back into the house. <laughs> or a personal storage unit. This is the saddest of all. Now, instead of free garbage, you pay rent to visit your garbage.
3: <laughs>
1: those storage units uh, are epic wastes of space definitely. with all of our garbage in it.
2: They real that listen. I, if you unless you're making a move, and I don't want to you know hurt anybody's feelings, but I just don't understand paying rent for stuff that just sits there. But that's just me. So um, <laughs> you know, it, d- does this resonate? And he's right. Once it gets to the garage, it doesn't really come back. And then when you want move everything into a storage facility, that's a whole different uh, garbage kind of uh, transition. Um, and, and you know they say, Jamar, don't save anything for your kids. Your kids don't want it. Ah, they don't want. That hurts.
1: It. They don't <laughs> that want stings. It. Yeah. Well, uh, what well, well, what things do you own that you can't bring yourself to throw out? What what have you? What are you holding on to? Here's
2: what I've got. I've got my North Allegheny Tigerette jacket. Okay. Okay. It's it's doesn't take up much room. It's in the back corner, in the closet of the guest ba- bedroom. Every once in a while I look at it, I smile because it's the only kind of jacket that I have that looks like I belonged to something. And I had such great <laughs> memories and I wasn't an athlete. And so I have. It's got my little name on it. Yeah. It says Tigerette, North Allegheny, Tigerette on the back flap. And I'm gonna keep it. Let me it tell you, know. don't
1: throw that out. I'm never gonna throw okay, that out. Okay. Keep ever. that. I think you should keep that. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna keep that. But but you know, um but I'm really good and almost too good uh cleaning stuff out.
1: Um like like, like vicious. I can be vicious. Uh what'd you do with the wedding dresses?
2: I didn't have a wedding dress.
1: Okay, yeah. great. Good on you. Yeah. Because uh, coming up heavy on Instagram, people are saying wedding dresses. Yeah. They can't bring themselves to throwing out, and uh, it sounds like the person that wrote this has a couple of weddings to, uh, yeah. to speak of. See,
2: I, I keeping uh, all the dresses. I had something that I could wear again. <laughs> Very That's good call.
1: Yeah. Um. Someone says their old baseball trophies can't bring themselves to uh, getting rid of them. They don't. And they're probably just like the the participation trophy. It's probably not for a <laughs> special accolade or anything you did.
2: Remember those Noteworthy. medals that
1: you got too? you know? Of course. Like, I
2: mean, w- you know, why not put it in a little... Lo- like, if, if you've got space it's not taking up too much space, why not? But why are you keeping it? So yeah. you have
1: to think about that, yeah. Okay, uh, tell us what you're hanging on to that, for some reason, just won't make it to the trash. Your fault. Text 104536.
0: Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. it will get you feeling good.
1: Chum 104.5. Someone just texted that they have a box of all the old Chum charts.
0: Yay!
1: Now this is before my time, I need to look Way this up. Way
2: before your time, in the 70s. Late okay. 70s 70s. So these
1: are like little booklets or papers or what are they? Yeah, what are they like
2: a little Chum chart. You go to the record store and you'd see what Chum is playing, 1050 Chum was playing. They were the home of the hits, right? Okay. So you see a picture of Roger Rashby on the front. Uh-huh. And then he might be with Harry Chapin or Cher or somebody. <laughs> you open it up and you see what was number one, what was going up the charts, what was a new song. And they are collector's items they really are
1: so uh, now now this is where we have to have the talk yeah you are miss Chum do they really need to keep the chum charts
2: oh I I love them because it's let's, the let's
1: let's take ourselves out of the situation Marilyn for a second history of where I work do they need to keep them do they need to keep them yeah
2: oh it's up to them <laughs> that could be their childhood memories okay I can't I can't for me I've got I've got a stack of them I don't have have them all. But most of them are pictures of Roger. <laughs> and, and it means something to me, and it was the foundation of how this station grew. So it's interesting. But A lot of people have sent me chum charts, and don't do that because I have enough. <laughs> uh, but it is part. See, you haven't partnered with them because it's part of your childhood. All
1: right. They're not necessarily the participation trophy. They're probably a little more meaningful than that.
2: And you know what else I got? Somebody what? sent me for my birthday. Uh-huh. It, it's, a, it's a canvas bag. It says chum on it. It's fantastic. And it's also got my astrological sign on it. Those were the days, my friend. Look at that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll make an exception to the let's get rid of stuff rule here. If it means something to you, keep it. If it's not taking up a lot of space, you keep it. Someone texted him that they still have a stuffed Snoopy with, quote, no structural integrity to speak of. (laughs) But it's my first one ever from the CNE. Marilyn Dennis... Do they keep the Snoopy? Uh, I know that one that's not very structural. I can't keep it its head up. It's now a Snoopy blob.
2: I think I think you can get rid of it.
1: Take uh, a
3: photo of it, add it to an, yes um, and then get rid of
0: it.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, that's one way to work with yep. it. Yep. Okay, great. Um, someone texted him, I saved all cards given for birthdays and holidays. Been doing it since high school. I'm 40. Ah. Greeting cards, listen, I've, I've said this before, man. Like, I'm not a fan of greeting cards. Anything you write in a card, you could just tell me to my face, and I'll give you a hug, and then it's more meaningful.
2: All right, so now I'm going to just turn it a little bit, all right? Okay. Um, uh, as I got older, I kept special cards from my nana and my grandpa and my mom and my dad and my sister. So, that's, so go through them. Are these, you know, go through them. Okay. I wouldn't say 40 years of them,
1: though. Or how many years? That's a lot of cards. That's a lot of cards. Okay.
2: Now, Uh, is there something she can do with those? I wonder...
1: Yeah, and how much are you renting that forklift that you're uh, <laughs> bringing a lot all of those paper. cards around
2: the house in? That's a lot of paper,
1: right? Yeah. Um, another texter says a pair of fuzzy mod robes pants from the late '90s. I'm not even a, a fan. I
2: don't even know what that is.
1: Do we do Simone, our producer? Do dude, you know what that is, and uh, why do you they know? Were what that like, is? They were like they uh, were like almost the '90s version of bell bottoms. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I must have missed but that episode they, of the '90s. They what are they're, they? They're, they're pants. They're pants. <laughs> uh, no, just like um. Like a Dickie's material? Like okay. A, uh, okay. Like a canvas or something? Uh, yeah, like, that. like a Chino kind of oh, like Oh, okay. yeah, sure. kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My mom's house is literally a a museum of our childhood. And every time I go to the house, I'm like, Mom, what are you doing in here? Right. It's just too much stuff.
2: Well, here's the other get thing. Get rid of it. How do you get rid of your... Ch- like, you got to get through your
1: kid's artwork. So can you tell... Like, as someone who's been through it, yeah. what is the shelf life on kid's artwork?
2: I kept one or two pieces from Adam every year that he went through grade school okay some of them were they were so funny yeah and he he, he will get them eventually like he, he's seen them already he thinks it's great that i kept it but not everything
1: can't keep everything yeah someone said beaver canoe t-shirt get rid of it beaver canoe t-shirt get rid of it
3: oh yeah beaver canoe
1: you want to keep it
3: no keep that
1: azalea nice vintage <laughs> Az- azalea do you keep your carnival costumes no Okay, you I get thought rid of them it. about the damn. Like you know, some women just have like feathers all over their bedroom. I don't know why they do that? I know girls that do that. It's like, it's like a menagerie of like dead parrots in their house. Like-
0: Turn up Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar podcast. They'll get you feeling good. from 104.5.
1: I think we're on to something. It's not even spring, and we're doing people spring cleaning for them.
2: I kind of like that. We're gonna we're gonna be that friend that's gonna be at the house with you to say, you know, there's three boxes you keep, you toss, you donate. Okay. We're going to be that voice for you. Keep,
1: toss, donate. donate. Mm-hmm. Keep, toss, donate. I like that. Let me see. Keep, toss, donate. That works, actually. There's three different categories. Yeah. Okay, Justine is up. Uh, D- Justine, uh, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. You're going to have to tell everyone this item that you have. Make your case about why it's even in your life. And then we'll decide whether you keep it, you toss it, or you donate it. Got it? Got it. All right, what is it?
4: My old cell phone, my Nokia cell phone no from when I was 16. I'm turning 37 in a couple of
1: weeks. <laughs> You've got a, uh, a a Nokia cell phone that's older than some of the people listening to this radio station. Exactly. Okay.
4: Whose uh, phone
3: number is stored on that cell phone? Ooh.
1: Oh, wow.
4: Oh. Probably my parents. Oh, okay. It was for when I was about to start driving. Maybe some old friends and crushes, but will I ever use this again? Why am I keeping it?
2: Okay, where is it located right now in your house?
4: In a junk drawer with the rest of my cell phones from my life.
2: Other cell phones? How many?
4: Every Blackberry. I think there was a Samsung flip phone. There was some old iPhones. Where are we now
2: in our our phone kind of, what are you carrying around with you now?
4: Uh, a more
2: recent iPhone. Okay. You okay. take
4: pictures. But. Yeah,
2: and that's eventually going to end up in the junk drawer. So you're yeah, exactly. all, you're, you're really asking about one phone, Jamar. She's asking about the Nokia. So we, that seems to be really important to
1: which you. Which is a little surprising because I think the entire junk drawer of phones is in question. But that's not what you called for, huh? But she but she mentions one out of the series. Why just the one? I mean, yeah. do we not want to talk about all these phones here? We,
4: we can talk about all the phones. I, I think I kept them as backups, but now it's to a point where I'm not going to use that old Nokia or BlackBerry or flip phone.
1: Unless you've got like an itching, you know, raging, uh, just huh? urge to play Snake, <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> which I don't think you have.
2: It's yeah. No. Okay. Is this Nokia.
4: Is it uh, the, it's the little the brick? What? Is it colorful? I think it's sentimental. No, it was the black and white. Not even the in-color Simon. version.
2: All right. So all if right. I said to you, Jamal, I'm going to say this to her. You take that junk drawer. You're going to dump it all out, okay? You're going to take, you can only keep one phone. Would it be the Nokia? Probably. Okay. Then you take that. Make sure all those phones are cleared and donate okay.
4: them. Okay. Would someone even want them? I guess they.
2: Yes, they will. They'll like, if you if you get them cleared, Yes, you can do that. They'll they'll recycle them. In some cases, they give it to people that don't have phones, or uh, they give it to seniors that don't have phones. Oh, you know, what a
1: what a, a bad trick to play on a senior. Yeah, but here's I mean, a brand new Sony Ericsson.
2: Yeah, but they only want like so they can at, at least phone somebody, right? And so, like, yeah. I'm being earnest now, but just pick one phone, and that's you keep mentioning Nokia, so I keep that one.
1: So you say donate? Donate. Uh, Azalea, uh-huh. what do you, what do you say? donate you said donate simone what do you think keep them all
3: keep <laughs> them. from the
2: man whose parents have all the yeah. television they've ever owned in the basement those are great smaller uh,
4: than TVs.
1: justine i'm gonna go a little bit <laughs> i'm gonna go a little bit outside of the box here i'm gonna say that you uh set up the most epic social media post ever like put your phones in right. in your order make a picture make a post and then okay. you toss them they're done all right Okay. That's a funny. really great idea. But keep one, just in case. Keep the Nokia. <laughs> just in case what? Just in case you get it a It becomes mad. 1999 again when yeah. you got
2: out of nowhere. We all like to go home. Just in case don't a we? time
1: machine is invented and she can get her hands on one and go back. Just now case, I have a phone.
2: Just in case I say anyone that owns a Nokia, da 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 da, da, da
1: you're a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm with you on that.
3: Yeah. See, that is why people keep things. Yeah. For mm-hmm. that exact reason.
1: Well, now exactly. that we've confused you, Justine, enjoy your day. <laughs> Thank
4: you. <laughs>
2: one phone is all you need, but the second as a retro one, you can keep that one, too.
1: Uh, all right. Fun. Okay. Uh, you have decisions to make. See, uh, I see how all different? We all think. I think we all think very, very differently. But one thing is for sure, we all have too much stuff, all of us.
0: Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. They'll get you feeling good. From 104.5. It's Marilyn Dennis and Jamar's watch list. Hey, go watch it. I'm watching
1: you. 104.5. Say this all the time, by I mean, I'll Say it again. There is not a lack of content to watch. There's so many really good things to watch, too.
2: I'm telling you, I'm hearing you guys talking about it. Is it Your Honor's on? Uh, your
1: Honor is insane. Okay. Um, By the way, if you're watching anything, you can text us through six, Or just watch what we're telling you to watch, and we'll yeah. talk about it on Monday and see okay. if you're caught up. Your Honor is great, Brian Cranston. Um, it's back for a second season. This is the show about a uh, a city. I think it's in New Orleans, and it's a judge, a mob boss, and a drug cartel, and they're all kind of uh, you know converging on one situation. Uh, Where I don't want to give too much of it away.
2: No, but it's Brian Cranston.
1: Yeah, enough if, said, right? How good he is. He's great. Uh huh. But it pretty much shows how you know. Nobody from any rung of society is completely clean. The judge is dirty. <laughs> okay. The mob people are dirty, the drug dealers are all dirty and they're all trying to figure out how to coexist. I'm going to get on to around that this one, one situation. That's is this happened.
2: season 2, Jamar? Or is that what this is? Second for? season, yeah. Okay. And then there's another one we see the big posters all over the city. Um and that is The,
1: the Last of Us. The Last of Us. Guys, that's- I can't I can't tell you how good. I can't tell you enough how good the show is. Okay. It's a show that was based on a video game um, that's like a zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. The premise is that... Do you remember in Sign Class where they showed the ants that got get taken over by the, uh, the fungus and because the fungus invades the ants, it becomes almost like a zombie ant? Mm. Well, that's the premise that the same fungus takes over people mm-hmm. and they all become zombies. Fast forward 20 years mm-hmm. and all of the people who are not zombies are trying to figure out how to... Uh, I guess uh, reclaim. They're they're part of the resistance against okay. the government who's okay. trying to take over control of the population. Sounds familiar. I get it. Um,
2: and then you said, "I've got it on my paper because I'm going to watch this." The monster.
1: Oh yeah, the monster. This is the uh, the Bernie Madoff documentary on Netflix.
2: I write these things down, you know.
1: Good 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 for okay. remembering. You, if you, I cannot believe how many people this guy.
2: Ruined. Uh, Ruined. And for a long period of time. Not only people, but his family, too.
1: Right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
2: There's been so much on Barry Madoff. What about you, Azalea?
3: Um, I just started watching uh, season three of Godfather of Harlem. Uh So this is featuring uh, Forrest Whitaker. He's starring in this. It's kind of during the time. It's the 1960s in America. So... We know how that went for uh, black people. So this is with Malcolm X. um, And it's kind of, season three is kind of going into the assassination. Uh, But this is really, like, Forrest Whitaker plays, like, this crime boss. Okay. And... Uh, he's kind of like doing deals with the, the Italians and it's just very juicy of a show. It's just I don't right w- I don't want to give anything away either and now I don't know how to explain it I properly know, it's, it's so
1: hard to tell people what you love about yes, it without giving yeah. it without it away. giving anything away But the the show
3: again Godfather of Harlem. Godfather
1: of Harlem. Godfather. Okay, mm-hmm. of course Whitaker's epic. Mm-hmm. Yes great actor.
3: So this is like during um, the 60s. The 60s. Yep. 60s. yep. Yeah. yep. yep.
2: Very tumultuous. But very uh, like
3: American yeah. gangster kind of, yeah. that kind of vibe going on. And
2: then we've got something very special this weekend. You can see it on CTV and TSN. It's the NFL, okay? It is the playoffs. Uh, as we count down to, of course, Super Bowl, where Rihanna's going to star during that game. There is a game happening, by the way, when Rihanna has a concert. Anyway, uh, but the one, uh, there's two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. The one I'm going to concentrate on is our, our dear friends in Buffalo. They play against Cincinnati once again. Okay. Uh, that happens at Sunday and kickoff time is at 3 p.m. Great. So, you got a lot of football to watch courtesy of CTV and I'll
1: be concentrating on the 8:15 game. Yes. with the New York Football Giants. Yes. taking on those uh those dirty birds in Philly, <laughs> the Eagles.
2: <laughs> the dirty birds, that's right. Yeah. So a lot of good a lot of good stuff to watch this weekend. That's what to watch.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what you're watching and uh let's all collaborate and come back on Monday and tell uh you know how we like what we watch.
0: Turn up Marilyn Dennison Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good from 1045.
1: Family Feud has definitely gotten very interesting since, I mean, he's been doing it for a long time, but since Steve Harvey started doing the show. Right. They've definitely retooled the show for more uh, reactions. The questions, that is. Uh, this is a question that was asked to the contestants. And the, my question for you is, is there such a thing as being too honest? especially on a game show. Listen to the question and the contestant's answer. I would never say this to my spouse, but... Well, who is your
0: spouse?
1: Lindsay's it's my spouse.
4: <laughs>
0: oh, oh. oh Well, that's going to make your answer even more interesting, Truman. <laughs> I'm waiting. Name something you'd love to say to your spouse. Something, Truman, that you would love <laughs> to say to your spouse, but you don't have the nerve. Say it, Truman.
1: I cheated on you.
0: <laughs> Am I supposed to clap? Um, you not happy about that?
1: <laughs> it's a bad answer,
0: Truman.
2: Just sometimes, just take an X. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, just take an X. Well, it, you know, there's money on the line. What do you think made him want to
1: do that? Say that. I mean, I don't think he meant him personally. I mean, it's just an answer to the question. Or is it? You really think he meant that? You think he said he's saying like I cheated on you?
3: Maybe. No, I think he also, Maybe. you know, prefaced it by yeah, saying, yeah. I would never say this to my wife. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I think the way he said, I would never say this it's, to my wife, no. he made it sound like, like he did. I would never tell my wife I that nev- I did this. Exactly. Rather than, I would never say this to my wife, but this is an answer to the question. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> I, I think I know how he said it, but the oh. way it came it out. Didn't sound, it didn't
2: sound like <laughs> an answer, like, well, uh, I cheated on you. Like, it's like, uh, did like, yeah, like it's, he sounded covert about it to me.
1: Well, the part I'm that sure. stinks is that, uh, when the survey says came up, uh, the answer wasn't even there. Oh so God. it was a waste of,
2: <laughs> guys. <laughs> was waste. I have to tell you, I watched that whole clip from that side of the family and everything that they mentioned was not up on the screen yeah, the so, answers like,
1: were very strange wow. like nothing else was there yeah, so, I thought that would have been a shoe in for an yeah, answer on that so how do you think Truman and Lindsay did after the show oh that was a long ride home that's for sure <laughs> a long weird so? ride home did yeah.
4: you
3: mean that answer
1: just awkward like, yeah. even the awkward laughs after yeah.
2: that yeah well maybe I'm yeah, unsure but I just kind of go mm, were you I don't know it just seemed very odd to me but I love Steve Harvey he's such a great host take an X that would have been better.
1: Yeah. Anyway, Truman.
2: Um, I don't know.
1: They never surveyed me. I thought that would have been up there. That would have been. I thought that would have been a good answer. Like you would never say that to your partner, but.
2: Well, you know, one of the things if you continue on with this this uh, thing, mm-hmm. this clip, her she came up a couple of rounds later. One of the things <laughs> you don't want to say to your husband or something like that. <laughs> how it would like or what was the question again? What what's one of the? I want to say this correctly.
1: Uh, something you would never say to your spouse. Yeah. Right
2: she could have come back and said, I want a divorce. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It could have gone into a true family feud.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe the winning the game isn't so worth it. Yeah. You think about that next Money time you're on a game Lord.
0: show. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennison Jamar. Podcast. They'll get you feeling good. From 104.5. I'm
1: always amazed at the answers given on a uh, family feud. Sometimes, you know, when they do the surveys, I'm like, who are they asking these questions? Some of the answers, I'd be like, that doesn't sound very realistic or, I don't know. Let me ask everyone listening right now. The question that Steve Harvey asked the contestants was, name something you would never say to your spouse. Right. Why don't you all text your answers right now to 104-536? And um, we'll cross-reference those with the actual answers on this round of Family Feud. Now, this-
2: there's money on the line, right, for Family Feud. So <laughs> what does that do to change your mindset?
1: But this is what th- th- exactly right. what you're saying is how yeah. I feel. I feel yeah. like yeah. his answer would have been very likely, you know, to be number one in my case. Like, I would never say that to my partner.
2: Never say that I cheated on you. Right. Never say that. But yeah.
1: that didn't make it up there. Listen no. to the other answers.
0: Payback. Name something you love to say to your spouse, but you don't have the nerve. You're a horrible
2: driver. So, this is Truman's wife responding after a couple of rounds. After he did. said, I, I had an affair on you. Uh, so, it, she said, You're a horrible driver. And people are weighing in
1: saying, No, Lindsay, you should have said, wife of Truman. I want a, a divorce. divorce. <laughs> that, that, would, that would have been. But, <laughs> I mean that, that would have been of not that wouldn't have registered because how, how many people have said I want to divorce their partners? That's a very likely answer. Right. Horrible uh, driver? Yeah
2: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. No, but the best part was she said, I'm just letting it all out after saying you're a horrible <laughs> driver.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, the the audience gets it. Let me read you some of the answers. Okay, great. Things that you would probably never say to your spouse if that's the question. Yes. The texter says, You've gained weight. Yes.
2: That is something you probably right. don't say to
1: your spouse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my mother cooks better than you. Ooh. That's something you don't say to your spouse, right? How about this one? I don't like your family. You well, you probably should no. never say that to your spouse. I mean you can't even word it that way. You can't. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. <laughs> you th- can. Th- that's gonna be a tough ride then. Yeah,
2: you can. There's some members of the family that maybe aren't aren't sitting well with you. Sure. Okay. But but I gotta tell you that first one that you mentioned I think was used on Family Feud and it did it did come true. It was a survey? What was the first one you just said?
1: Uh, uh, gain weight. Oh, Gained weight. weight. That was, that was yeah. on there. Made a, that, that makes sense. Yeah, that yeah, me too.
2: To me. It's kind of you know, you know, it's kind of normal.
1: Yeah, that it's makes not, sense to me. Not venting too much. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, another one from Guelph. Chester sure. says, "You look older." Don't ever say that to your spouse. Why? I mean. Yeah, of course you look older, but you don't say it, right? But what a question to ask, though. It is a good question. That is a good question. That's And he's so good, Steve Harvey. Love it.
2: Wow. Take an X. Like you yeah. don't have an answer.
1: Just take an what X. What if you just want to win the game? <laughs> it's for victory.
0: Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5.
1: Jam is the issue. Strawberry jam. And that's what got PK caught up. Um, Shakira's sh- husband, right? Yeah, sh- yeah. Shakira says that she, she noticed that the strawberry jam was less than it was left when she was home. Or apparently it was just, like, sealed when, before she left and it was unsealed. And she's the only one that eats that stuff in the house. And that's how she knew someone was in the house. Because her husband sure wasn't eating that strawberry jam. Somebody was. Somebody was. So that was her, her tip-off. That was, like... But like
2: Azalea, we talked about this earlier this week. We all did. About there's probably little things leading up to it, but it was the jam that really tipped her off going, "Yep. Yeah, all those feelings that yeah, I had those
3: gut feelings. Those gut
2: feelings and then the jam was the thing." And so there you have it, which made us ask this question.
1: What tipped you off that your significant other was being unfaithful? Right. Texas 104536. I will tell you exactly what it was for me. Dude, it was her MySpace top 8. Remember the top eight on MySpace? Uh, ah yeah, yes. Yeah. I look at the top eight and there's some like who's that? Who is that guy? He's just a friend. No he's not. <laughs> no, but did you <laughs> did you feel something before that though? I mean like, we, we were always it? like we were always on, you know, rocky ground here. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. But when I looked at her MySpace top eight and I sort of saw this face, you know, with his chiseled jaw and his like perfect <laughs> lineup, I'm like who is that guy?
3: With his full beard. Yeah, you know, in my little
1: scraggly one, I was like, who is that guy? And she tried to convince me that it was just a friend.
3: Just friends.
1: Until I had to just hack her MySpace and found out inside her uh, messages that they were- you
3: Hacked her MySpace? 100%.
1: Oh, my goodness. Got into that thing and saw that they were having sleepovers.
3: Sleepovers?
1: <laughs> yeah, sleepovers. So, and yeah. so
3: how? what happened after? How did you react to
1: that? Oh, my gosh. I uh, I got on a plane. I flew up to where she was. I ah! You know, oh, like, wait, you weren't but, even there? Yeah, I was. So it doesn't
3: there. count.
2: <laughs> wait a minute. Your heart is your heart. And you when it hurts, it hurts. You see? And you do anything to... Just kidding. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, sure. Sorry.
1: <laughs> harsh. There's a grain of truth in every joke. <laughs> but...
3: That was harsh to the, the,
1: the, <laughs> the top eight on MySpace was like, yes. do you guys do remember? Top eight on yeah. MySpace reserved you for... interact
3: the most, right?
1: It was for special people. Mm. Like, you can have just some rando on your MySpace. So that's how I know. Okay. What about you?
2: Oh, where do I begin? I have to think about it. There's a couple of them. There's a couple of them. So let me think about that. Yeah. What I wanted to divulge and what... uh, Yeah. Uh, When somebody saw him in the in when somebody saw him at a place they said hey i just ran into him <laughs> and he's supposed to be at the cottage you're not where oh. you're supposed to be that's it i'll I'll, I'll, I'll get i'll make it that, generic. that
1: that's a that's a that's a dead giveaway and
2: you know what jamar leading up to that there was i was there was we were not we were on very shaky ground and then when co- commenting on that um it, it, like it was uh it was it, when approached with that, when broaching the subject, it was, uh, no, that wasn't me. You know, that kind of thing. I thought,
1: yeah, it was. Well, you know, you know who you are. What they happens is when you're on shaky ground yeah. with somebody, yeah. you actually start looking at everything differently. Absolutely. And I think Shakira, I mean, you yeah. know, the fridge might have been just like a passing whatever, but if the relationship's not going very well, everything is up for uh, discussion. Yeah. What's in the fridge? What's on the counter? What's in the bedroom? Was that you on the corner? Exactly. exactly.
3: And may I add, these women were wearing her
1: clothes also.
3: Oh, that's...
1: I mean the defense you got to wear Shakira's clothes if you go in our house.
3: Oh (laughs) my god. I mean you're doing everything else. You're not gonna wear
1: Shakira's slippers. He's harsh. (laughs) He's harsh. (laughs) Like, ooh, nice pants. Those hips don't lie. Uh
3: Oh Oh, my Uh. better husband does.
1: I know. I know. Uh, Text 104-536. Some really good ones are coming in. People are are doing their detective work as they should. Yeah. Uh, What let you know that they were being unfaithful? We'll give you the answers after this.
0: up Marilyn Dennison Jamar podcast they'll get you feeling good from 1045
1: the most random of of objects a a, a jar of strawberry jam yes really let Shakira know that she should take a closer look at what her husband was doing and then it all fizzled after that it
2: takes that it takes that you know you you get the feeling on it you know something's not right you can't put your finger on it and also let's not forget you don't want to know right in in a sense like you want to go uh that can't be that's not me doesn't happen to me and then like a jam situation and you go, Okay, that is it. Right. And
3: then how did the conversation go? Did oh. she did she say who ate this? She like said, who who ate this? You yeah. take
1: me for some kind of smucker?
3: <laughs>
1: Here come the dad jokes.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, what are people saying? <laughs> okay, we have a few really good ones, some that I can't talk about on the radio, but let's go with these. Someone said, when I was looking at Find My Phone and I saw him pull into where I knew there was a hotel, I called the hotel and asked for his room and they put me through. Damn. That one, my heart dropped. Another one said, uh, he never used to lock his phone and all of a sudden he started to lock it. Okay. Another one said, black hair in the bathtub when we are a house of redheads. redheads.
1: Oh. Ah, that's harsh. Oh. All right. Uh, what else?
3: All right. I knew he was being unfaithful when the other woman would call the house and he would go into another room to speak with her. It was further confirmed when we set him up on a three-way call without him knowing that I was on
1: the phone. Oh, she so, knew the girl. So they collaborated. Uh,
3: they yeah, so they. Oh, she. Oh. They did one of those. uh
1: a sting operation. You
3: stay That's, quiet, and it, I'll call. Jamar,
1: yeah. sting operation. Yeah, the stakeout. Yeah. yeah Remember,
3: people yeah, yeah. used to do that back in the day.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna call. It, don't say anything. Right. Wow. <laughs> the beginning of three-way calls. This is
2: like a movie. All right.
3: Okay, one more. My ex-husband was going to the gym for three out. Going to the gym.
1: Right. For yeah. three
3: hours a night. Who no one goes to the gym for three hours. Am I right?
1: Well, unless you, you better come back like super pumped.
3: Okay, so she did say. Um, Oh, no, she said, I never noticed an improvement to his physique. Also, he unfriended me on Facebook because he said he didn't like it when I corrected him. And because she would often call him out on some things that he posts. Okay, But he unfriended her. Can we go back to my uh, find my phone thing again? Yeah. Yeah. So
2: so she had find my phone connected to his phone.
3: Yes, I guess so. I guess how's that work?
1: Somehow she was able to go into her uh, her uh, iCloud account, or maybe his iCloud account. Okay. And try to find his phone. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
3: Forget those phones have trackers on them. Not telling the cheaters to be more
1: careful, careful. right? But I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Phones have trackers. Yeah, the phones
1: are literally tracking devices. So what was your tipping point? That
2: is interesting, and I bet you too. You some, you know, a friend of mine said a long time ago when she knew something was up, it was the fabrication of conversation. I was like, well, who are you? Like, you know, not, like getting all the where were you, what time. Exactly. Like can't can't account for time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can't account for that. That's- it's what? having
3: the feeling yeah. and then confronting uh, and then them yeah. trying to come up with an explanation. And it just sounds. Deflect. Deflect. Yeah, yeah, do, you, yeah. do you feel that when people say I didn't know, if you look
2: back in time, you if you really looked, if you were looking for it, you'd see it?
1: Well, you know we're we're creatures of habit, yeah. re, re, us humans. So when we deviate from our habit, that means something has changed, and it you know really is what has changed. And a lot of times, it's uh, being faithful. Being faithful, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Are we All continuing right. this conversation because it's still no? It's a tr- it's triggering actually. Yes. <laughs> so we're gonna end it. It is
2: triggering. Ah, I mean, it might anxiety. be helpful to others. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Right. All right, well, you just. Keep decide. texting us. Keep, Keep texting decide. us. And sure. We'll see. Sure, sure. I'll just turn my screen
0: off. Okay. <laughs> Marilyn Dennison Jamar. Podcast Chum 1045. Podcast.